Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declining today. This update brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit Vanek.com slash muni. Vanek. Access the opportunities. S&P 500 index sliding for a fifth day. The S&P erasing gains that earlier were poised to be the biggest in three weeks. Today it fell three points to 2,071, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down eight, also a drop of two-tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials down 34, that too a drop of two-tenths of one percent. Ten-year yield 1.57 percent up 11.30 seconds. Gold up 6.70 the ounce, a gain there of I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. The Brexit vote. Coverage continues now on Bloomberg Radio. The Brexit vote, June the 23rd. Will voters in the United Kingdom, will they decide to leave the European Union or will they remain a member of the EU? And what effect will this have on U.S. policy? Let's find out more. We have Vincent Reinhardt. He is the chief economist of Standish Mellon Asset Management. He's also the former head of the Federal Reserve's Monetary Division. And uh, previously, he also served as the secretary and the economist of the Federal Open Market Committee. Vincent Reinhardt, thank you very much for being with us. Tell us about your reaction to today's Federal Reserve statement and no move in interest rates. Well, I mean, this afternoon, the Federal Reserve gave us a basically dovish message, not so much in the statement, which was little changed, just mark to market, but in terms of their characterization of their future policy, the dots, and in Janet Yellen's uh, uh, press conference. So in terms of, let's just flush that out, because you know, there was a slight downgrade to their GDP forecast for this year, slight upgrade to their inflation forecast, but it was the number of dots that are now saying, we only see one interest rate right. increase this year instead of two, unless recall. Four was the forecast the majority had in December. Right. No, I think it's significant in in two ways. As you noted, they didn't change their economic outlook really very much. What they said is they need a lower path for policy in order to get that outlook, i.e. there must be more headwinds. And they've made a fundamental reassessment to how much they'll ultimately have to tighten uh, so they moved it at the front end of their rate guidance and at the back end of the rate guidance. The second part of, of their six policymakers saying they only see one, one tightening in 2016 is that this is a committee that doesn't follow the median voter theory. It, what matters is a consensus. And it's hard to see how six of them are going to get convinced uh, over the rest of the year to tighten more than once. Vincent Reinhardt, turn your attention now to the United Kingdom and the June 23rd referendum. First, what do you believe will happen? And maybe give us two versions, the scenarios based on your 
sort of uh, looking at the situation. I know that there were, I was just looking, there were pictures today of a flotilla of boats in the Thames. They call it the uh, the Battle of the Thames, uh, in which boats, uh, a flotilla of Scottish fishermen <laughs> were, were uh, agitating for Britain to leave, and they were met by uh, dinghies and pleasure cruisers all supporting remaining in the EU. Sort of a reverse Dunkirk, where it was uh, going away from Europe rather than going to it. Uh, I think there's a couple things, Tim, about about this. First, we know it's important for monetary policy because Janet Yellen told us that this afternoon when she said international considerations loomed large. Uh, the important things when you, to remember is if the vote is to leave, we don't know what Britain will leave to because it, what it does is open up two years' worth of negotiations to reconstruct the apparatus of the common market by bilateral trade relationships. So there's going to be a lot of uncertainty uh, in the event of a leave uh, vote. In the event of a stay vote, uh, markets have uh, not have increasingly price some of that out of market. So you're going to get a reaction either way. If it's 50-50, which is probably as good a way to, to guess right now as any, uh, something happens in financial markets on the, the morning of the 24th. Hmm. Uh, and, of course, Janet Yellen, first question at the press conference right out of the gate, asked by a reporter with a British accent, by the way, was mm-hmm. how much of a role did this play? And she said very clearly that, yes, it definitely played a role in the decision to hold off on even considering seriously uh, another rate hike anytime soon. Um but, uh, again, if, if that goes out of the way, okay, let's say there's a, a stay vote. So now you've eliminated that uncertainty. If the next jobs report is strong, because later in the press conference, she was asked about that. Mm-hmm. She said, well, it's not impossible. Every meeting's live. I guess now your forecast on the Fed depends on your forecast for jobs in particular and the economy more broadly. I would always hope the forecast on the Fed care, uh, depended on jobs and the economy more gener- generally. I think they're sincere when they say all decisions are data dependent and made meeting by meeting. Assuming we get uh, uh, Brexit out of the way and, and the decision doesn't royal uh, financial markets, the next big number will be employment. But I've got to you got to admit the way she answered the the question with the double negative, it's not impossible, kind of made me think that the bar is pretty high. Because what was significant about uh, some of her uh, Chair Yellen's uh, remarks in the press conference is she said she needed reassurance. The committee needed to know they could be confident about the outlook. One data point doesn't do that for you. So, yes, I think there is a strong enough employment report that would get them, get tightening back on the table in July. That's probably a one in four chance. Um, but the plain fact is, if they don't tighten in July, they'll probably only tighten once this year, and that would be in, in, in December. If they're not confident how market takes their the reaction, to, reacts to their policy action, they're not going to want to do two tightenings in relatively quick succession. Vincent Reinhardt, as the chief economist of Standish Mellon Asset Management, what are you telling your sales force, your customers, your clients about Brexit? Because I'm looking, for example, at the dividend yield of the FTSE 100 index, stock index. It's over 4.5%. Uh, is investing in Britain 
a bullish call for you? So right now, uh, it is a risky call because if it is about, you know, 50-50 uh, uh, stay versus is leave, you know there will be a, a response in markets. You also would suspect that the response will be asymmetric, i.e., uh, if the decision is to stay, uh, then that gets priced out of uh, markets and the adjustment can be pretty quick and orderly. But uh, if the vote is to leave, then it opens up just a, a world of uncertainty. And it also sets a precedent uh, for other European uh, uh, actors uh, to really question the, the, the integrity of, uh, of the European Union and also, remember, London is a financial center. Uh, lots of cross-border claims in an uncertain environment. There will probably be some withdrawal from risk-taking. So uh, the first thing to recognize is there's risks either way, but the risks are not, not symmetric. Uh, risk on is going to be a lot less significant for asset prices than if it's risk off. You know, uh, Fed meeting is behind us. Two more central bank policy shoes to drop, Vince, as you well know, because the Bank of Japan's been having a two-day meeting, and we're mm-hmm. going to get the results just in the hours ahead of us. And then keep going around the world. Bank of England is is having a policy decision today as well. What's important to be watching out of those decisions, and what are you looking for? Well, first thing to remember is Janet Yellen made their life harder. Uh, if the Fed had tightened, you probably would have associated or at least signaled a willingness to tighten, say, in July. Uh, you would have expected some dollar appreciation. But from the perspective of, you know, Governor Kuroda or, or, Gover- or Governor Carney, that would have been a welcome easing of financial conditions in the form of some, some currency depreciation. Uh, now they've got to do the work for themselves. Uh, I think the, the more important actor, obviously, is the Bank of Japan, because if Janet Yellen was reluctant to move in advance of the U.K. referendum, I'm pretty sure Mark Carney has been, will be reluctant to move, uh, and he's already told us that. Uh, for Governor Kuroda, the issue is what form of policy, additional policy stimulus uh, does he have? The reaction to making the uh, deposit rate negative has been very adverse. It's been associated with some uh, technical difficulties in markets. And so his actions will probably be in terms of the scale and scope of his quantitative easing purchases, but it's probably not something that happens tonight. All right. Vince Reinhardt, thank you so very much for joining us. Oh, thank, thanks for having me. Vince is chief economist at Standish Mellon Asset Management in Boston. He's a former Fed official, former head of the Federal Reserve's Monetary Division, and he says that the Fed was definitely dovish. And I appreciate what he said about the Fed by not signaling any tightening anytime soon and weakening the dollar made the job harder for the Bank of Japan and harder for the Bank of England as they hold and wrap up their policy meetings just ahead. Kathleen Hayes and Kim Fox, this is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio.